Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today we're going to be playing The 100 Tori, designed by Scott Caputo of Whistle Mountain, developer developed by Eduardo Baraf, the mini artist. Were Vincent Dutrait of Robinson Crusoe, Quest for El Dorado, Role Player, Lost Cities. Oh, okay, it's only one diff- one artist who yeah. just did many many things. Um, so those are the, those are just the ones in the top one thousand. And it was published in twenty twenty by Pencil First Games. The description is: Find your path in a beautiful Japanese garden. In the Japanese tradition, the Tori Gate marks the Transition into the sacred. Travel from fountains to flowers to shrines, passing through as many Tory gates as possible while meeting vendors, poets, and even samurai along the way. The traveler goes through the ancient Tory gate. Leaf falls in the winter. Oh, water. I'm, I fucked it up. Mm-hmm. The traveler goes through the ancient Tory gate. <laughs> Leaf falls in water. Uh, the mechanics are set collection, solo solitaire, and tile placement. And the box art. Thank you for moving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is, uh, it's a nice cover. It's, uh, very colorful. Um, so it has the Tori both, like, framing it, like, around the box, and then also in, like, the center of the scene. Um, yeah, and so it's, like, a, I, what I assume, a, a Japanese garden scene. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. I don't know how to describe the ti- the style of like the way the title's written. It's like almost like finger painted. Yeah, it seems really weathered. Like it's been scratched out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like finger painted or like a, maybe like a brush stroke style. But then it's and it's got like a I don't want to say like an anime, but it definitely gives me some like my neighbor Totoro and Howl's Flying Castle type vibes. There are a couple of people in there that are in a more cartoon style than a realistic style, I think is what you're going for. Mm. And the bright greens, lotus leaves in the front, or I'm assuming uh, over the water. Yep. And there's a bridge and a garden. Mm-hmm. Bridges are important. Gotta have that garden bridge. All right, so based off all this, would you pull it off a shelf? I would. <laughs> I, I, I go in for, for Japanese art, uh, and the haiku was quite catching. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I think uh, we enjoyed Tang Garden and building out mm-hmm. that garden, so that was another Japanese-themed uh, kind of garden mm-hmm. game. Tang, Tang is Chinese. Kate? Um, yeah, I think so. I like gardens. Um, um, yeah, and I, yeah, the theme seems nice. Um, I don't know a huge amount about um japanese culture or the tori but um, oh don't worry i'll tell yeah. you yeah <laughs> but yeah the the cover is attractive i don't know about the description and mechanics um I don't know. i'm debating on this one it doesn't i don't think it would jump out at me on the shelf the box anyway it does i mean it does sound like 10 garden in just terms of like you're building a, a, a garden um with a lot of the sort of similar Features. Yeah, there's not a lot of mechanics. There yeah. To go yeah. I'm going to well, say set, no. set collection tile placement. I, I don't have much reason. It's very borderline. I just feel like maybe I'd pass it up for something that jumped out at me more. 
Right. Uh, how do we think it's played with a uh, set collection, solo solitaire, tile placement, a haiku, and samurai? <laughs> so with set collection and tile placement, I'm guessing that we are our collection are going to be collections of tiles, um, and we're building our shrine. Uh, find your path. So I'm also going to guess that we're going to want to have some of the titles that we encounter. I mean, I'm thinking kind of like a um, Tokugawa, not the, what's the one, the Edo, the you walk the walk to Edo. Tokaido? Tokaido. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm thinking kind of like a Tokaido where you maybe you find a tile placement that is a uh, a samurai or something, and they're gonna they give you like some extra points because they're you're gonna put them in your garden, and they're therefore extra because they're probably gonna bring um, gifts and offerings to your shrine. So the set collection is samurai. The 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 tiles. So you probably want like a certain amount of uh, bonsai trees. Certain amount of statues. Yeah. We want people to build Tories. <laughs> no, there's not a single Tory in the whole game. I mean, it's a hundred Tories. Gotcha. <laughs> Do we need a hundred? Yes. It's the first one to a hundred Tory is going to win. Mm-hmm. Do we have to collect words and write haikus? Yes. Ooh, yes. It's definitely... The, what if you the have tiebreaker, sem- okay, the tiebreaker totally, is a haiku. Totally different game. But what if we have a bunch of Tory tile pieces with words on them and we have to form them into haiku and the person with the best haiku wins? Mm. I like it. All right. Yeah. Please do the entire history as a haiku. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> um, that would be really crazy. I am not that brain oriented. Um But I know I've done Shinto, kind of a brief history of Shinto in the past, because we were doing some game that was based on Shinto's and the kami. Um, So kami are just the the spirits that the indigenous religion uh, on the Japanese islands uh, practiced in uh, what we now call Shinto faith. And so Shinto and, and Buddhism kind of exist side by side throughout Japan. And so the Tori are the pretty traditional gates that mark the entrance to a shrine, um, at the shrine right to particular of the kami to the particular spirits. Um, and so they're, again, one of the simplest ways. There's a lot of um, carryover and connections of Tori to uh, gates in Chinese, Buddhist, and um, more traditional shrines, Korea, Vietnam, etc. Um, speaking of the Tang Dynasty, uh, the it was during the Tang Dynasty that um, a lot of Chinese culture was kind of exported and uh, to Japan and Korea and Vietnam. And it was, in fact, during the period following that one of the most famous shrines um, which is dedicated to the Kami Inari. And Inari is one of the most uh, kind of 
no, I, want, I don't want to say ubiquitous, but uh, it is the kami or the spirit of rice and agriculture. So pretty prominent uh, kami. And so the shrine that I feel like were the Tori that most people would see or think of probably right away when they think of Kyoto and Japan would be the uh, Fushimi Inari Taisha. Taisha. Uh, Taisha. There we go. I got it. Uh, which is the one with the thousand gates all lined up together. Um, uh, those are the, the red ones that have the walkway, right, uh, that you walk through. Um, and that is to one of the largest Inari shrines in Kyoto, which was built, um, at least became decreed as an imperial shrine in the Haiyan period in the 900s. Um, and then it was designated officially uh, one of the government supported shrines during the um, Meiji Restoration as well. And so um, just throughout time, those Tori were built. They weren't built all at once. And so it is still, in fact, you know, uh, definitely a very living um, kind of growing uh, place of worship. In 2006, according to Wikipedia, point, there were over two and a half million um, visitors, mostly worshipers, uh, to the shrine for the Japanese New Year in a three-day period. It's a lot of people. It was a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Right. Oh, oh wait. there's also foxes uh, that guard the shrine. Uh, Kitsune? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Kitsune. Uh, they're regarded as messengers, and they're often found at Inari shrines. Mm. Also, I really love that it's called Inari, and so now I really want... Yeah, now I'm just hungry for sushi. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so uh, do you guys want to know how to play Yes, I do. Okay, because it's a very different game from what you described. Please give really? me the rules yep. in the form of a haiku. <laughs> uh, I wish I was that talented, but I am not. Okay, so we are ourselves. Uh, we're trying to walk through as many Tory gates as we can while expanding a garden and interacting with characters that reside there. Uh, the expansion and the character inter interaction will earn you points, and the player with the most points is the winner. The first player is the last to visit a public garden or park. I... When, when did we right see the bear? To... No, that doesn't count. Did you visit it? I did in November. Okay. November. Have you guys been to a public garden or parks since November? I mean, I went running yesterday. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> from the last week. All right. So Kate gets to go first then. So the first thing you can do, uh, play goes clockwise around the table. Each player is going to perform four actions in order. So your first action is, is you can get help. This is optional. So the player can pay to interact with a single character and gain their special ability. Mm -hmm. You can gain, uh, you can pay with coins, landmark tokens you've uh, collected, or combinations of those. If you have a large landmark token, you cannot use that. So the vendor will allow you put, to put a tile into your hand from the bottom of the draw deck. The samurai lets you, sorry, you put a tile from your hand to the bottom of the draw deck and draw two new tiles. The samurai lets you put the samurai pawn adjacent to a previously placed tile. And while in that location, nobody can put a tile there. The poet lets you put a poet meeple on a landmark tile and remove the landmark from play 
and it'll stay there until somebody else moves it. The Geisha will allow you to play two tiles, but you can only score from one of them. And then finally, the Gardener will allow you to place a tile on top of another tile with a few restrictions. It can't cover the start tile, it can't cover a previously covered tile, and it can't cover the tile with the poet on it. So that's your first thing you're gonna do optionally is get help. Then you have to expand the garden. So you're gonna choose one of your tiles from your hand and place it directly orthogonally adjacent to a previously placed tile. Any tile may be placed next to any other tile. There are no restrictions other than it has to be orthogonally placed. Each tile has at least one landmark on it. You're gonna score the shortest path to another matching landmark. The player will gain a landmark token matching the scored landmark if you can create a path. If multiple paths of the same distance are available, the player can choose the path. For a tile with multiple landmarks on it, you have to pick one and that's the only one you get to score. It's possible to play a tile with no matching landmark, but you can still play it, you just don't score points. And then for each red Tory gate you pass through, you gain an additional matching, so it matches the scoring landmark. And for each blue Tory gate you pass through, you get a non-matching landmark. So if you pass, so if you're trying to match rocks and you pass through two tor red Tory gates, you would get two additional rocks. If you went through blue Tory gates, you could get two something else that isn't rocks, uh, but they could match. So like you could take two of something else uh, if you wanted to. Uh, we do have to pay attention. So the big icons we see on the tiles will be just to let us know what it is but the smaller uh, iconography next to it will show us what path it's on, and that mm. can be important. So the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna claim achievement. So if you've collected five tokens of the same landmark, you're gonna turn them all in and get a large landmark token. When you get another five of that token, you're gonna flip that large landmark over from its five point side to its 10 point side. And then after that, you don't gain any more points for that landmark, so you could use it to pay to get help. Uh, when a player has gained at least a five-point landmark token for all six landmarks, they will gain three to five points via the highest available tile for that achievement. And then if they gain three 10-point landmark scores, they gain three to five points via the highest available tile for that achievement. When a player interacts with a character, they gain two points uh, with that character's uh, picture on it, so you get a token with that character. Uh, the next time you interact with it, you'll flip it over to the four-point side. And then the first person to interact with a character a third time will gain a large three-point achievement tile. There's only one for each character. So if you create an enclosure, which is a part of a garden with no open ends and at least two landmarks, they don't have to match, then you gain a two-point enclosure token. The next time you do it, you flip it over to the four-point side, and then the first player to do that a third time will get an additional three-point enclosure tile. And then finally, you're gonna draw back up to two tiles. The game ends when the draw deck is empty after scoring, and each player will then get one final turn, including the player who uh, ended the game. And then once complete, players will add up all the journey points from their large landmark tokens, character tokens, and achievement tokens. The player with the most points is the winner. The first tie goes to the player with the most leftover landmark tokens, then to the player with the most achievement tokens, and after that, the victory is shared. Mm, no, best haiku. <laughs> It's, that's not in the rule, but we can certainly house rule it. Yeah. Well, let's play.
We just finished a game of 100 Tori. To recap, BP had 23 lamp points. Uh, Kate and I tied with 37 water feature points. I guess I broke that tie because I had more leftover tokens. Kiwi won with 52 fox points. Winning strategy. Uh, I tried to spread the tokens that I was getting. I, I wasn't uh, particularly attached to anything, and I didn't try to get 10 of anything. I just mm. was trying to get five of each. See, I was very into the foxes. And yeah. I, got, I got 10 foxes. And then I thought Kate screwed me because she literally did the exact <laughs> spot, the exact plan with almost the exact same tile, except mine had an extra red Tory gate. <laughs> uh, but then it, it still worked out because it matched around to where I needed it to go. So, uh so yeah, so I just tried to make sure that I spread out what I was like getting. Yeah, I wasn't going for 10 because I I think you, know, you, you have to get five of each of the six or three at 10. So I feel like you can only go for one or the other. And you can't really try for both. I feel like that'd be stretching it. So I just went for the what I felt was the smaller one, even though it's the same exact number of tokens. Okay. Yeah. Wow, you mathed yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I just did that math in my head, so. Kate? Um, yeah, I don't think I had any, like, grand plan. I was just trying to um, balance using help with getting the resources. Um, yeah. So I was, and, like, I was trying to do variety, but also, yeah, I wasn't. Like, because it was, I was using those same tokens to get the, um, the larger tokens. I wasn't really, like, um, too successful with that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I had a strategy. Okay. Uh, BP? No, I was just trying to lay tiles. And then I figured out really late that you could do... I mean, I did try to use some of the help, but not, I, I think, as much as everybody else did, which is probably evident. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to put things through gates. Um, and then when Kiwi would do something and go, and now I get points, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, the theme. Did you feel like you were wandering through a Japanese Tori garden? This is one of those things where, like, I read. The, I know we usually go with Kate first, but I'm going to give oh, her nice. a reprieve. Uh, when I was reading the rules, I was like, I feel like you're not a person wandering through the garden. I feel like you're the gardener. Like, you're right. making this garden. I feel like that would be closer to the theme, but even that's kind of like verging on not really that close. So I, I feel like the walking through the garden part, like not so much. Uh, I feel like it, you were more built. We, we were building the garden together. Like we did in mm -hmm. Tang garden, mm -hmm. um, vice, like walking through and stuff, but mm -hmm. that's how I felt. Kate. Yeah. I, I think this one, I had a really hard time seeing everything and I didn't know what everything was. So I don't know if, if like playing in person and if I had something telling me which each of the landmarks were, that that would have helped a little bit because I was also just like, I don't like, I could see the theme coming in that you were 
trying to find a path to like go visit these landmarks, but I didn't know what the landmarks were. Yeah. I was just like, oh, look at that purple outlined blob. Uh, is it a rock? <laughs> In my brain, I was putting down roads. It was a city builder to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then like, you could have just replaced whatever those landmarks were with like shops and mm-hmm. I would have been building a mm-hmm. town or something because they look like roads. They're, most of the things you can see are like roadways. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll, that's what I could pick it in my head. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be more fun. Um, that sounds ouch. like a more, more fun theme. Yeah, maybe. For for the for, the, for these mechanics, yeah. anyway. Mm. Uh, BP? I have nothing to add. Okay. Uh, and yeah, table presence. I think this kind of goes into it. <laughs> Yeah. I, okay. So table presence and going back to what Kate said, I could really see though that having this in person, your head would turn because it is pretty. Uh, I mean, it, I think Tabletopia was difficult to navigate and see the tiles, but I think if you were in person and you saw this, I think it would turn your head. Yeah, and I don't know how big the tiles are in real life. Like, I don't know if they're like smaller Carcassonne style, which are like an inch and a half, or if they're mm-hmm. like much larger tiles. I feel like they would need to be larger. I'm gonna look up a picture. Know what they... Yeah, if the tiles were much larger, uh, they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree. I think if you're over three feet away, you're gonna see just a a road a tile road system. You're not going to see any like the art or the objects or the stuff. It's going to be like roads with weird red and blue bridges going over them. Yeah. So then the main problem is that the landmarks would add that interest and they're so small that, yeah, you can't really identify like, oh, this is a nice bridge. Yeah. (laughs) Like all the pictures are like super close up shots because that's where you need to be to actually make anything out. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it could have a good table presence. I just, I, yeah, I think you would need bigger tiles. Yeah, maybe this game lends itself to be like being one of like the giant, play giant, the 100 toy. And then you actually have to like walk, you put down the tile, like the giant one, and then you have to walk along. That would be cool. Uh Yeah, that would probably be the the ideal size for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's not even, t- it's not even tiles. It's just the landmarks and they have a big tape measure. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, if you want to get over there, you've got to trace the path out and you just have chalk and a big bunch of landmarks. Oh, and then there's standing actors. That. So there's a poet. And oh. then like, when you're like, I play the poet, they walk on and then they start saying poetry <laughs> haikus at you. Yeah. Haikus. Yeah. This would be a great event at like a, a con, but. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, anything else on table presence? Nah, I think I agree with uh, Eric and. Kate, I'll disagree with BP. All right. <laughs> uh, mechanics, Kiwi? So I, I thought it was an interesting puzzle with the different gates and like trying to math out. And I think it just goes to like the type of person you are. I could see where that would get annoying and hard to tell. Plus with like the smaller, uh, you know, art, it might be hard to see. But like when I figured out at the end, like, oh, if I place this tile here, I can get exactly what I need going through the gates that I need. Uh, which felt good, but, um, so just a different like purpose to placing the tiles, but at the end of the day, it's still tile placement. Um, yeah, so I thought that was the only interesting part. Uh, Kate. (laughs) Um, yeah, like, I think I, I 
sounded like I was pretty frustrated at the time, but I think it was mostly just like tabletopia and I was like trying to rotate the tile and it wasn't rotating. Like I think I, I enjoyed the the puzzly aspect of finding where you could place the tile to get the most Tory. Um, I don't know if like going back to the theme, like, you know, placing the, the tiles to create that path and the landmarks goes in with this like reflective garden experience too well you know it's like if I was usually when garden, I go to a zen garden it, I want to do complex math I would like be enjoying <laughs> like oh look it's another bridge not like oh damn it's a, there's a bridge right there I did not optimize <laughs> the placement of my bridges nope. I got my tape measure out this bridge is exactly 10 feet away it's too close yeah I, I the puzzle's good I don't think it, it's anything new or unusual but yeah like the the puzzle of like figuring out distances and um all that kind of stuff is pretty good mm-hmm. but thought that was fun bp mechanics nothing to add <laughs> uh well what about the rules how was it learning the game i think it was fine kiwi did have to go into the book uh, a couple times and i guess i missed out on some of the things um definitely it seemed at the beginning that there were I think having the limited options made it easier to grasp. And then once you grasp some of the basics, then you were like, ooh, okay, now I can do this and this and this. But they were pretty much, it was the same routine over and over again. So I think it was it was fairly straightforward with that, having the limited actions. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, I, I don't think it was too difficult to learn. Um, I think, you know, just like other games, it it was just um, trying to figure out what the value of things and what was worth it. Like, mm-hmm. is it worth it to use three of my resources to use the gardener here for only two bridges or, or two mm-hmm. Tories? Sorry. Um, yeah, that was the only challenging part. But that wasn't really that's nothing against the rules or really. I think I could have used was like a scoring sheet. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I kind of watched Kiwi would be like, I got points for this. It's like, ah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but, like, and I realized they have the tokens with the big point values, and that's kind of just what you're scoring. But mm. I don't know. It wasn't super intuitive. When you got, like, the five of a kind or whatever and got more points, I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Uh, even though the token was there, but I just didn't know what it was. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, maybe something or at least, like, a label on it. Like, here's five points for this. And then, like, a little, here's how you get it. But... Other than that, yeah. Kiwi? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the, the rule book was good. Um, it, I was able to find the things quickly, uh, and they had decent examples. Um, it's not a very long rule book. Most of it's like exactly what the player characters do. So I felt like, um, yeah, it's a good rule book, and it's relatively easy to teach. I, I think it took us a little bit longer as the rounds went on, but I think that was less less due to the rules and more due to we, we were expanding the number of places you could potentially go where you could potentially go. So like trying to figure that out, that's where it kind of sort of came in, I think. Um, player interaction. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, yeah. Not really interactive. And you can't really plan your turn ahead because the board can right. change so much. Um, and then I felt like it was a long time between turns a little bit because of tabletopia but also i think a lot of it i think it'd be slow in person too just because mm-hmm. you can't plan ahead like i mean the one time kiwi did he 
completely negated it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like one thing can change your whole thing. So like you can't plan ahead. And then there's just so many options that I think it'll always be a pretty slow game. Yeah, Yeah, I don't disagree. But the one fortunate part was even though that Kate did that, I was able to find another place to go. But that was just because that's where the the board was. I think that's the thing. Like, There's so many options and it can change so quickly. There's no reason to look ahead. So I just sort of waited till it was Kate was placed her tile and was figuring out her stuff. And then I looked up and kind of, you know, picked what I was going to do. All right. uh, Would you play it again, BP? You know, at first I was going to say yes, and now by the end of this, I'm not so sure. I think if it were in person, I would like to try it again just to see. I really want it to, I really want to like it more. So I'm going to say yes. So Kiwi can put in a letter. (laughs) I'm going to say no. I'd rather play Ten Garden, I guess, for my gardening game. I thought that was much prettier. Mm -hmm, And I, I... I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'd rather play a roll and write because we'd all be doing simultaneous. Hmm. <laughs> it's not a shared board. And I do usually like shared boards more, but I didn't think the shared board added much to it yeah. for me. Um, This one's going to go in the category of uh, uh, I won't seek it out, but I would play it if somebody had it and wanted to play. So I think that's a no. Right. I mean, if, you, if, if somebody said, hey, let's play it. Would you say yes or no? I would say yes, but well, then that's oh, a yes. It, a, it sounds I like well, it's up to her. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's up to you. What What do you want it to be? <laughs> I wanted it to serve as a no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I guess you can put me under a yes because I. That's, I, that's, I, that's, I, that's <laughs> as close as she gets to no. Yeah, that's yeah, as close as she gets to actually saying no. <laughs> because I am curious, like BB said, I, I'm curious to try it in person. So maybe I'm a yes. Okay, I'm a yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I opposite. I talked about it. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say no to for the exact. Um, oh. If I'm gonna play a tile laying game, I'm gonna say Cascadia. Yeah. If I want to build a garden, I'm gonna yeah. say Tang Garden. Uh, I just feel like there are games that do it better. But I am in the same camp as BP. I wanted to like it. Like the theme was nice and pleasant. Mm-hmm. It had some puzzly pieces that I liked. It just. I don't think it was all there for me. So I think a big difference is like Tang Garden, even if you weren't getting into all the pointing part of it, like you could just pil- build a lovely garden. Um, yeah. I feel like you couldn't, I feel like you had to play the math game in this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that was the 100 Tori. So if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or hit us up on the Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says as he's walking uh, through the Tory shrine, he's whispering since, right, people might be there uh, enjoying the view. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. <laughs> literally exactly what I was going to fucking do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, So I can tell you that it will be one, two, three. uh... It's going to be.
be. I got, I got, I got 99 Tories, but I'm still not going to win. Oh, that was really no, bad. No, okay. Yeah. Just put that at the end. <laughs> <laughs>